I'm Margaret Mueller, President and CEO of the Executives Club of Chicago, Chicago region's top business forum. Join me on the Executives Exchange as we go deep with some of the most successful executives from the Chicago region and unlock the keys to their success. Trust me, you're going to want to hear this. Welcome to a captivating episode of the Executives Exchange. Join us as we dive into the profound role of beauty in our lives with two exceptional leaders, Dave Kimball, CEO of Ulta Beauty, and guest host, Michelle Collins, president of Cambian LLC. Discover how Ulta Beauty revolutionized the industry by making beauty accessible to all. Get ready to be inspired and gain invaluable insights as we explore beauty, technology, leadership, and community engagement. Recorded in front of a live audience on May 2nd, 2023, this episode promises to be an unforgettable experience. Well, I will just say that I've been looking forward to this conversation. Dave and I have been working together for like eight years now, and we haven't actually had a conversation like this. Mm -hmm. So this will be very authentic. So forgive any little- It might just be the two of us. Right, exactly. Uh, mind, yeah. But but it's been wonderful to as you stepped into leadership role here in 2021. It's been wonderful to watch Dave just continue his energy and his enthusiasm. And and I've learned that he is a very generous CEO. So that's really something special to say. So I'm going to start at the beginning, with your beginning, <laughs> and and if you could talk to us a little bit about the path that you went on to get ultimately to Ulta and just what experiences, what your background is a little bit and just share with the audience a little bit about that. Great. Well, first of all, I want to thank the Executive Club for having Michelle and I. It's an honor to be here. and Thank you all for joining. I'm looking forward to a conversation. And also, thank you, Michelle. Sure. Uh, you know, and so you'll see today, I'm going to throw some questions back to Michelle. <laughs> so if you don't know Michelle, lifelong <laughs> Chicago resident involved in so much, a big, important part of our community. So she can answer many of these questions even better than I, and have been at Ulta almost as long as I have. So it's, it's going to be fun to have a conversation. Okay, but turnabout's not fair play. That's, well, it depends, right? <laughs> That's how hard the questions okay, are. All right. But yeah, as far as my background, so I'm from the Midwest. I grew up in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. uh, spent yeah, the first part of my life. My, I'm fortunate that my, my parents still live there. They're both in their 90s now and live in Indianapolis, one brother. So I spent the first part of my life growing up in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was a big influence for me as I thought about you know my path forward in, in ultimately leading into in to business. I went to DePaul University in Indiana, uh, majored in economics, and that's what kind of got me started into, into business. And I'll tell you, most of my high school and college friends, if you'd asked them at the time, would have said, I think you're going to work at a beauty company. Actually, none of them. In fact, my wife is here. Okay. Uh, we met in college when we were 19, and I guarantee she did not think <laughs> we were go- I was going to work at a beauty company. Probably that would have been the last thing on the list they would have thought of. But it's just interesting the path that you take. I started in finance, mm-hmm. in banking as a commercial, first a credit analyst, analyzing you know, our commercial clients and then a, a commercial lender, mm-hmm. and then went back to business school. And that's uh, where I changed direction out of banking into, into consumer-oriented businesses. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I really found a passion of being connected to the consumer in multiple industries, right. ultimately leading me to here to Ulta nine years ago. <laughs> so you were at Procter & Gamble, U.S. Cellular, PepsiCo. 
yes. those great companies, which one or which ones actually taught you something that was really relevant to you know your stepping forward today in the beauty industry and in leadership role? Well, I've been I've been just fortunate and blessed that I had a, a number of great companies, great experience, learned a lot at all of them. Big companies like P and G and PepsiCo, small company like Seventh Generation in, in Burlington, Vermont, technology and wireless, which was really fascinating. But I guess there's if I think about the biggest lesson, it did start at at P and G mm-hmm. after. Well, it, actually, during business school, I was lucky enough to get an internship in marketing and brand management at mm-hmm. P&G. Mm-hmm. And the way they, they did that then, and I assume they probably still do it now, is you didn't apply for a specific role or a category. And then, mm-hmm. of course, P&Gs and everything, you apply to be an intern. And if you get the role, they just, they just say, you're going to work on this brand or this brand. And I was placed on Noxzema Skincare oh. and Beauty <laughs> in, in the mid-'90s. And, and uh, I didn't know really anything about skincare anything about marketing because I was going to banking before anything about brand management so I was just really happy to have mm-hmm. it and, and I didn't appreciate it, it, it initially I, I, I love the company but what I learned that has really shaped how I think about marketing and then certainly has helped me here is starting in beauty mm-hmm. in marketing back at P&G many many years ago I learned pretty quickly about the important role mm-hmm. beauty plays in in consumers lives the emotional connection it has mm-hmm. it's not you know, Tide laundry detergent, exactly. Yeah, you know, it was a huge business for P&G, but it isn't as emotionally connected to yeah. consumers and and how they show up. Well, I'm sure the, some women of a certain age can think about the Noxzema smell. Yes, uh, you know. <laughs> so. it's, it's camphor, menthol, and eucalyptus. Okay, all right. <laughs> Dietary blend that comes together. That's yeah, good. Right. that's good. That's yeah, great. I'll pull some ads out from All the right, 90s. There you go. Okay. We'll uh, yeah. Well, pretty good. That's great. Well, let's move a little bit to Ulta's beginning, 30 plus years ago. I don't know how many people know that Ulta was actually founded right outside Chicago, but I actually knew it and was really early. It was William Blair and it was an investment we had and went out to visit the Bolingbrook or facility yeah. and learned about it. And you know, they said they're gonna do beauty in a new way. Yeah. Okay, so can you talk about what you know, sort of the theory was disrupt the industry and can you talk about what they were doing then and how we continued that to disrupt, but then also for what Ulta was like when you joined it mm-hmm. and where we come to so far yeah. and then look forward a little bit. I didn't know that about you. You were I connected know. early. I always in have the, some secrets, right? Uh, so <laughs> you know, one, one of the things among many that I really have loved about the Ulta Beauty experience is it's understanding where we came from. And we were started by two entrepreneurs here in Chicago. They actually came out of the drugstore business and had an idea. And I've gotten to know one of them fairly well. Neither have been involved in our business for a long, long time. But I've gotten to know one of them to hear him describe what they were trying to accomplish when they wrote the business plan for Ulta Beauty. And it was, as, as Michelle, as you said, it was about disrupting the beauty category. To They did market research back in the late 80s, I guess, that really tried to understand what was missing in the category. And what they found is most, most what we now call beauty enthusiasts, those consumers that are highly engaged in the category, you know, shopped across price points and across categories, yet the industry was largely set up to have mass products in drugstores and mass like Walmart and grocery stores and then 
more prestige or luxury products at, at, in, in department stores. And that was a industry dynamic, not a consumer-driven dynamic. And so they said, well, we think we can provide a different experience, one that reflects the way consumers really want to shop in beauty. And so that insight was key, and that still drives our, our, our business today. And we continue to be on this journey, what we call all things beauty, all in one place. All price points were the only ones that have entry-level price points, brands like Elf and Maybelline and L'Oreal, prestige products like Tarte and Too Faced, luxury like Chanel and Dior, and every price point and brand in between. And so we have the broadest assortment. And so that was a big, big part of it. We have salons in every store. There was an idea to how do you bring an experience to life, mm -hmm. have not just products, but services. And that was unique and still is, is unique. And I'd say probably the most important thing that was in the original mission statement for the company and still de describes what we try to do today is to create an environment that's just fun and playful and and it, it, it this category is important to our guests lives and it should be fun and so we try to take the intimidation out sometimes it can feel overwhelming beauty and just try to make it a place where you can come in on your own terms and discover and so those things still hold true the category of course has evolved quite a bit consumers engage in very different ways the role of of wellness and self-care has connected very deeply to, to beauty the, the brands we carry but now here we are with you know, 1,355 stores and 50,000 associates, but many of the same things that were in that original business case differentiate us today and are the pillars on which we try to drive our business going forward. So you talk about the stores as being the heart of the Ulta Beauty experience, but as we move forward, technology, innovation, you know, digital, you just would name it, is enters the landscape. How do you think those things are going to affect Ulta Beauty and affect that experience that what is very personal and yeah. you know, how does that how will that evolve? Well, we found that all, all of the technological advancements in retail and beauty have actually reinforced and elevated the physical mm -hmm. and so, so we're in beauty you know retail's gone through a lot of transition over the last 20 plus years and and then certainly the pandemic when that, when we had to shut down all of our stores made everybody think what's the role of future future role of physical retail what we've what we have believed for a long time and we're certainly seeing now is the reason we talk about it is the heart of our company the physical retail experiences because that's what where most guests want to shop for beauty. They like the idea of coming in to be able to touch and feel and smell and discover and to get help from highly trained associates that are there to help guide them and not pressure them to get services, get their brows done, get their hair cut and colored, skin services. All these things are very, there's a, there's a human component to it mm -hmm. that can really come to life right. in its most, you know, most important ways in a physical environment. Technology surrounds that experience, both outside of the store to make it to complement that. We engage with our guests. I'll give you an example of what we see on our e-commerce business. If a store-only guest starts shopping us on online, their total spend with us goes up two and a half times, and they actually end up shopping more frequently in physical stores, even as they start shopping online. And that's because they're more connected to the old Ulta Beauty experience. So we don't see a you know either or right. we see a kind of a true intersection and then there's 
technology and experiences that help our guests both in and out of store. Mm -hmm. Virtual Tryon is an example. We bought a company maybe five years ago that now <laughs> drives our our virtual all of our virtual Tryon for for makeup and we do brows and hair and skin analysis and that's the kind of tool that people can do at home on okay. at home. But they can it also can do it in store. Convenient during the pandemic. Right. <laughs> during so technology yeah. is really a a complement and an another touch right. point that, that we think has made the collective beauty experience even better. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned the e-commerce business and you know we've got 40 plus million loyalty customers mm -hmm. in the Ultimate Rewards Program, which is an astonishing number. 12% of the population, which I learned at the FLC. Yeah. And the, so what do you do with all of those customers and, yeah. and how do you mine the data and how do you deliver more value to customers through that? And if you're not a not an Ultimate Rewards uh, <laughs> member, Joe please, we'll you get you, right, right exactly. Yeah. I know my, everybody yeah. has to be able to do that, uh, so. I, I, no, she's yeah. very good at that, yeah. Actually, yeah, the 12%, I hadn't, it's actually more than the population of Canada, and I know we've got the Canadian counselor yeah. in here. Yeah. And, and it, but it means that we've got 88% of the population to go. To go, so we've got okay, a lot of opportunity right, exactly. To go. So sign up today. To yeah. go get. But yeah, we're really proud of our of our of our loyalty program. It's a big part. It's been part of mm -hmm. our business for a long time. And and for us, it's really just about trying to engage. We're with our guests, find new ways to delight and excite our existing existing guests through things like our digital programs, our digital technology. Uh, we have a new partnership with, with Target uh, that gives us another avenue mm -hmm. to connect with our guests. And so what we found is the more touch points, the more, the more opportunity we can have, the more ways we can give our guests to engage with Ulta Beauty, the deeper loyalty, the more greater share of their beauty spend they'll, they'll uh, give to us. And then we just continue to look at ways to make ourselves more accessible and more inviting to those that aren't part of it. You know, the young consumers, of course, like every business thinking about what the next generation is and current teenagers Gen Z are very involved in beauty largely because of TikTok and Instagram so they over index in their beauty engagement than previous generations of teenagers and so it's a big opportunity for us to make sure we're delivering an experience not designed exclusively for teens but is relevant with the brands and products and experience for them and so we're always looking at different opportunities across all aspects of of the beauty and enthusiast mindset. The last thing I'd say on this is that we don't, we don't look at our business solely through the lens of demographic definition. We look at it through what we call this beauty enthusiast, which are just people that are really engaged in the category. They are on TikTok. They do talk to their friends. They are always looking for what the newest product is. Uh, and for those that maybe aren't, I think we probably do have some beauty enthusiasts in this room. <laughs> but if you aren't, just think about what you might be passionate in. If you're into golf or you're into food or you're into wine or something, going to shop for those things is not a chore. It's not something, oh, this is mm -hmm. like you, you dread. No, if you're into golf, you like going to see what the new driver is. Well, mm -hmm. it's the same thing in beauty for a beauty enthusiast. Yeah. Coming to Ulta is not a chore. It's supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. I'm going to discover what's new. I'm going to talk about it. I might bring my friends or my daughter or my mother or something. So we create that experience and through that continue to grow our loyalty and connection. Well, you've converted the e-commerce only shopper yes. to a store shopper. That's me. But I, I, I just hadn't been in stores mainly because of just crazy work schedules and stuff like that for years and years and years. But after being an e-commerce customer for a while, I was like, well, what 
what's going on in these stores? I got to go see. And it really is a fun experience. And actually, learn things that you can yeah. do that you don't normally. Yeah, talking about it, engaging, talking yeah. to our associates. I'm always happy when somebody says, can I do your brows? I'm like, yeah, you can. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so you mentioned Target. Yeah. Can you talk about do, making the decision to join with them in the way that we have, mm -hmm. and what has that done for us? What are, what are the pluses of that? Yeah, it's great. So if you don't know, we, we started, uh, it's about um, almost two years ago, year and a half ago, started opening up a Ulta Beauty at Target presentation, mm -hmm. uh, so new partnership that we formed, which is the first time we've done anything anything remotely to this, to partner with another retailer that's actually a competitor of ours because they do have a beauty presence outside of what we do. And so it was a big move, a big strategic move. But what we saw is we saw the landscape and looked you know, through the lens of COVID and then what comes out of it and the way consumers were evolving. Mm -hmm. And this idea that I touched on earlier is you know, one of the strategic focus for us is to make it easy for our guests to engage in Ulta Beauty in a number of different ways because mm -hmm. they do ultimately reward us with their loyalty if we do that. And so we saw Target, a great company, a great retailer, you know, gr a great experience in their store. Uh, and when we did consumer research, we saw just a natural fit. We talked to both our, our Ulta Beauty guests, Target guests, and, and you know, overwhelmingly it's like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I can get Target and Ulta and Starbucks in the same place. It's like, <laughs> what else do I need? I mean, I could spend my whole day there, right? right? And, and, and we just heard that so, so consistently. And so the strategic opportunity, first and foremost, is making it easy for our guests mm -hmm. and delighting our guests, and we've, we've done that. And then what we get out of it is we are able to reach a new, yep. a new consumer. Mm -hmm. There's 30 million people that walk through a Target every week. Oh. Many of them are Ulta guests, but a lot aren't, and so we can reach <laughs> them. And for existing guests, Again, we give them a great experience to have another touch point with Ulta that reminds them, hopefully, how much they love Ulta mm -hmm. and reminds them. Then, and then, because of our loyalty program and the strength that we have, we've got data and insights that, yeah, Michelle, you go in and you shop at Target and you buy Mac for the first time mm -hmm. at, at Target. Well, we can now see your Mac. You started to engage and we can introduce you to the whole Mac experience at the full physical mm -hmm. Ulta. So it's <laughs> it's all kind of connected and, and they've been great partners and we're excited about That's continuing awesome. to grow that. That's great. <laughs> well, so I know, you know, since you've been CEO, the company has just been on fire and, you know, looks like it was easy and like uh, such a pleasure, but I know that there are challenges from time to time. Mm -hmm. And so can you talk a little bit about what the challenges might be running a $10 billion plus company today and yeah. what that looks like? Well, yeah, overall, it's been awesome. I mean, I just love it. It's such a great company mm -hmm. and it's such a Good great answer. team. <laughs> Right, and, and we've got a, a couple of tables of yeah. Ulta yeah, t uh, mm -hmm. team mates here that get fun every day, and just a, it's a great culture and great environment, mm -hmm. and, and we feel like we're doing important work in mm -hmm. the in the world around us and, mm -hmm. and delivering a great experience for our guests. So mm -hmm. most of the time, it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. But there, of course, like anything, there are some challenges, <laughs> and I'd say uh, the the really the the biggest challenge that we're facing right now is a rise in in retail theft. Mm -hmm. organized retail theft, and just a general rise in, in just some of the societal changes mm -hmm. and, and challenges and dynamics that are going on around us, around our stores, around our, our team, that then come into, into, yeah. into our stores. And, uh, and there's no easy answer to that. Theft, you know, 
unfortunately, part of, of retail probably forever has been some level of theft and shoplifting. And that's something that we know how to, how to manage and, and we're able to adapt to. But what's been happening more recently is this organized retail right. crime where groups come in, you know, brazenly come in, you know, you know, five of them, 10 of them, 13 of them, 15 people come in with bags and just sweep products off the shelf knowing that, that you know, we, we, that they're not going to get stopped because we don't do our, we, the last thing we want is our associates getting into any physical altercation. Uh, and so there's a lot of systemic problems that are driving that, that are both the, the, some of the societal challenges that are, that are going on, the, the, sometimes a lack of consequences even if you do get caught, the, like, the low likelihood perhaps of getting caught, and then the ease of, of distribution largely through online marketplaces yeah. that make it really easy to sell stolen products. So, there's a whole lot of reasons that are going on, and that's elevated a ton over over the last two years coming out of the pandemic. And it's all over the country. It's, it's not any one location or anything like that, right? It's, that's exactly right. Dominant. I mean, it's certainly yeah. here in Chicago, but it is everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's in big cities. It's in it's in small towns. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. kind of where any where anybody. And so, I was just at the last two days in in Denver at a conference with district attorneys where we were talking about this mm -hmm. issue and trying to understand from their perspective what we as retailers can do to make mm -hmm. their jobs easier. Sure. Not every district attorney either prioritizes this or has the capacity to go after it, but some some do. I was talking to a district attorney in San Diego that is on it. She, she's really cool. She's like half surfer, half like badass <laughs> prosecutor that you would not want to get in front of in San Diego. And and so she, but she, and so you learn a lot from mm -hmm. uh, those that are in law enforcement in these different parts of the country and the things that we can do as retailers. Right. So yep. that I'd say, I mean, there's all the normal challenges of running a business and, and but that's, that's one that is a little bit beyond our control. And so we're working across other okay. retailers to try mm -hmm. to resolve it. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, Sure. Audio equipment for the Executives Exchange podcast is provided by Sure Incorporated. When your team is depending on you for information and motivation, you can't afford to sound anything less than clear and confident. For nearly 100 years, performers and world leaders have depended on Sure microphones. Whether you're in front of a camera or behind a podium, Sure lets you sound extraordinary. Welcome back. All right, well, we are starting to get some questions from the audience, okay. which means that I have not even gotten halfway through <laughs> right. my questions. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to go to them first. Okay. So here's one. What is Ulta's biggest differentiator from mm -hmm. Sephora? Oh, from Sephora. Well, who's Sephora? <laughs> I'll ask my team. Do you guys know Sephora? <laughs> Yeah, no, Sephora is a great, a great retailer. Of course, there are a lot of great retailers in in beauty, and uh, you know, I'd say, you know, first of all. What we think is no, nobody, nobody, does, Sephora included, does what Ulta Beauty does. And the, the key things that differentiate us are, are the, the product assortment that I talked about, all things beauty, this experience. And we talk to our guests and we do a lot of research both with our guests and our competitors' guests. And what, what they tell us is they feel 
uh, are the ones that love Ulta, and not everybody, and of course there's plenty of people that love Sephora or Macy's or Target or wherever, uh, but the ones that love us say they feel really comfortable coming in, and that's something our team, our store leaders really work hard on, is to make sure we're both hiring and training and developing and encouraging our team to create an experience that you don't feel intimidated. I remember when I started here about nine years ago, I was in a, one of the first things I was doing, some consumer research and focus groups, and uh, this stuck with me, and I, the, a, a consumer said, sometimes, outside of Ulta, when she said, when I go to buy makeup, I feel like I have to put on my best makeup to go buy makeup. Okay. And what she meant by that was, I feel like I'm being judged. Like, right. I gotta, yeah. like, if I'm going into some right. other stores, like, people are gonna look at me. If I'm not, like, with the cool kids, then I'm not ready to go. At Ulta, we really try to create this environment that everybody is beautiful and everybody is welcome, and we're not here to judge or to set any specific standard of beauty. We're here to help everybody do what we say, discover their own possibilities through the power of Ulta, through the power of beauty. And Ulta <laughs> is here to help you on that journey. And so I'd say our experience, our product, our culture, our team, those are the things that really stand out and differentiate us from everybody that's competing in the beauty space. Well, one of the things I love most about Ulta is its desire to have this positive impact and especially the work you've done we've done in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And can you talk a little bit about why you think that that has been so powerful for Ulta? And as we look forward, how will we continue to deepen our investment in DEI? Yeah, okay. yeah. No, it's great because if I even just step back from Ulta and just think about the beauty category as, I, as I've studied it, you know, observed it. I started in, as I said, a long time ago, and then these last nine years have been a real focus. And what, what's become really evident as, as we, as, long, as, as so many other companies, has elevated their DE&I, what's interesting and unique about beauty is if you think about beauty as self-expression, how I choose to show my, express myself to the world, and this idea that everybody is beautiful, that there isn't this singular standard of beauty, and the beauty category has been guilty for years, decades, uh, of creating you know, this one size or one dimension of beauty, what it stands for. And we, along with others, have been trying to uh, evolve that to this idea that everybody is beautiful. And if you think through that lens of it's really about self-expression and bringing what, how you want to show up in the world to life, inherently it has to be diverse because every single one of us in this room and everybody in the, in, in the world, in the country for sure, is uniquely beautiful. And so so when that just was a trigger for me as I started understanding that our DEI efforts for our guests are really about giving them the the an experience and the 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 platform to help express themselves to the world. Then that's translated into how we you know how we try to drive as a as a business. And there's a number of big things that we do, but we've got a, a couple of key platforms. One is what we call under amplifying underrepresented voices. So again, there's been this historic single standard of beauty, we've worked hard to try to bring to life all dimensions of beauty through a number of different ways in our marketing, in our store, and the products. We've tried to expand our assortment to make sure that we've got products that meet every one of our guests' needs. We have a, 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 a pretty aggressive appro 
approach towards BIPOC brands. We've, launched, we've participated in the 15% pledge to make sure we've got a broad assortment right. of brands from black-owned, black-founded brands. Mm-hmm. So that's been, we're, we're nurturing and building an ex- through an accelerator uh, BIPOC brand founders. So that's been a big focus. Our, our store experience, which I talked about, we've got a big effort on, on training and developing to make sure that they are prepared to, cr- to deliver a, a great experience to everybody walks in the door. So it's and a- And our board is very diverse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm yes, gonna, I'm gonna yeah, take let's some pivot credit to that. And I'm gonna give some credit mm-hmm. to you on that. Yep. But we've got you know over 50% mm-hmm. women. We have 35, 40% yep. people of color. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think one of the things that we're trying to accomplish with that, not only have all those voices in the boardroom, because they affect some of the decisions that you guys make, but, but also to be a good example for what we want to do in the company. Mm-hmm. And you know, do you want to talk a little bit about that at all? I, I know some of the goals I might have for, yeah. for us. Well, I'd love to because <laughs> Michelle is my favorite board member, for sure. I mean, by He's far, so like number one, I mean, way up there. And uh, no, we've, yeah, I think, well, you, you, you and I joined the company in right different roles, time, of course, right. but roughly around the same time. That's and right. we've had a real focus to bring a lot of different voices. Yep. And then we've had mm-hmm. some evolution on the board with mm-hmm. some new members coming in and really intentionally, both from skill set. Younger, and, yep. on an average. Bridge, yeah. and, and background. And mm-hmm. so I'd say, you know, I, I feel really fortunate to have a board that's so supportive of our of our efforts and our team and also brings a real well-rounded, mm-hmm. as you described, the yeah. diversity. But I don't know, this is, how do you, how do you, you're on, you've, you've experienced more boards and, <laughs> and different environments, so have, how do you see it? Well, Ulta is singular. I mean, it does really quite unique. And, uh, you know, I think the receptivity is, you know, really unparalleled. Uh, I think the energy and, and the commitment is obvious, but you know, one of the one of the proof points I think is not only just the board because we can do that, but the actually as people come up through the company, getting higher levels of leadership, you know, executive team, you know, people like that, getting you know, making it more diverse. And I think we've made good progress, mm-hmm. but we still continue to continue to strive. We have our resource groups and activities yeah. and things like that that are really focused on promoting the diversity. And I think, you know, as you mentioned, the brands that you work with and trying to incubate some companies that, you know, hopefully could use some help in terms of getting their product out and on our shelves and, and hopefully beyond with others. So it's a journey. We're yes. never, never finished, but, but I think we've made really good progress. And in my experience, yeah. has been one of the best experiences. And I hope we can continue to do that. So yeah. we'll, we'll go from, I'm going to switch now and ask you really quickly. I got just a, I got a little heads up here. One question is, does Ulta work with startup founders? Mm-hmm. And do you offer programs to support emerging brands in the beauty and wellness space and do you have any incubators yes yes is that quick yeah no we yes yes in fact i'm not sure if we've got i don't i don't know if we have anybody from our merchandising team here but we yeah we do a ton with that in Mm -hmm. fact it's one of the best things about the ultra or about the beauty category is the level of entrepreneurship i've had the pleasure of meeting so many entrepreneurs that are creating new brands and new experiences that are really changing Mm -hmm. the industry and so we we have a whole program we've got what we call sparked at ulta beauty which is designed specifically for you know, small brands that mm-hmm. are just getting started to mm-hmm. help them nurture. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. We had a, a Muse accelerator, which mm -hmm. was specifically for BIPOC brands to give them, you know, some exposure to how to succeed in retail in general, not just Ulta, but certainly at Ulta. And so, yeah, you look back, it's just interesting when you look back over time, you go back all the way to even like Estee Lauder and when she started that company in the 40s. I mean, it was just the entrepreneurship, and she went door to door, like rolling up her sleeves, trying to disrupt. And then you go all the way through history mm -hmm. to brands that are disrupting today. There's a long history of new brands, and mm -hmm. that's a big part of what we mm -hmm. try to do and deliver a great experience. That's yes, great. Mm -hmm. So clearly, Ulta is very women-centric, the majority of our customer base. But do you see an opportunity for men as consumers online or in your stores? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we definitely, yeah, we are, I mean, I, the majority of our guests and our products, you know, are, are women, but we've got a, we've got a strong men's business today. We've got men's, you know, men's fragrance, hair care, skin care. It's a growing space. Men are, are taking it more seriously. Younger generations of men are more engaged. Mm -hmm. uh, there's even, and it's just historically hasn't been a, a big part, but there's even, so, you know, makeup brands that are being developed mm -hmm. specifically for yeah. men and so yeah it's a it's a it's a an area that we already have a business well just you know i just glanced at the vogue you know the article this morning with, after the met gala and i just noticed the number of men wearing dresses and yeah. having long trains and little nas with no clothes on to you know it was just i mean there's something for everybody you know and so, right. Right. so um, i think we can follow that trend and you know you can do whatever you want right yeah you know? No doubt. Right. Well, that goes back to this idea that yeah. every. Yeah. Yeah. No, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So. We will try to keep our clothes on at Ulta Beauty. Uh, <laughs> Um, yes. That's probably one thing, but beyond okay. that, yeah. All right. Well, so, yeah, you, everybody's you, don't, you don't have any many hard rules, but that's yeah, a that, good that's one. That's a good one. one. Yeah, okay. That's probably one. Okay. Well, I'm going to take it to a little bit of a serious turn. Yeah. Yes. So, as CEO, do you have any advice to any of these potential CEOs out here or people who are working to get up the ladder? Gosh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I'm proud of what I've done, but I don't know if, you know, if I've got like all the playbook. Maybe I should ask your wife. Maybe yeah, she books more. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just look back. You know, I guess what as I kind of reflect as I stepped in this role almost two years ago, I was kind of reflecting because it was obviously a career milestone for me, and I was like, what, what, you know, kind of reflecting on how I got there, and for sure family, my, my parents, my wife were a big part of that, having a support network that my kids that supported me all, all along the journey. I, like many of you, reflected on mentors and, and, and key people I interacted, either leaders or others, that helped me, either in very overt ways or in hindsight, unexpected ways, and, you know, kind of recognizing that along the way and deflecting. And then, you know, for me, it's just multiple experiences. And I, like I said, I had no idea in the world that I'd be, you know, w working at Ulta Beauty, mm -hmm. even even 15 years ago, 10, mm -hmm. 12 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, let alone doing what I'm doing now. So, <laughs> you know, the journey, the collection that you have of experiences, just kind of make the most of every moment that you've got and learn along the way, try new things, you know, kind of, you know, help others along the way and you'll, you'll get help too. And I think, you know, the collection comes together and that's certainly mm -hmm. been the benefit for Well, me. and I, I'll just give you a little suggestion here. One, and that is, <laughs> that, and, and that is to be patient because you have been, you know, you have the talents and you've had the talents for quite some time. And yet we had a great leader before and, you know, you kind of 
waited your turn, if you will, and just, you know, were patient with the process. And, you know, hopefully that was rewarding for you. And for us, we, yeah. we certainly think it was worthwhile. And, um, you know, so I think that's the other thing is, you know, there's always ambition and energy to try to get wherever you're going as fast as possible, mm -hmm. but also take the moment to really assess, you know, if you've got something pretty decent, you know, hold on to it and be patient for the right opportunity. That's great advice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> well, for, every, for everybody, yeah. yeah. No, I experienced mm -hmm. that too. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're anxious and stick with it. Exactly. See, of course. Anyway, I, I, I won't say anything about being older because you naturally get more patient as you get older. But <laughs> So now I would just want to touch a little bit on, you know, you spend some time in the community. You know you don't have a lot of time. You've got family, yeah. you've got the company, you're on the road a lot. Um, what, what do you, how do you give back to your community? It's an important yeah. point. Yeah. Well, I think it's important for all of us. We're in a, in a wonderful city that has so many positives, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of things to mm -hmm. try to work on. And uh, I'm actually just get ready because I'm going to flip because Michelle has done so much no, for no. our city. <laughs> no, seriously, and, and, and love to hear your perspective on this. You know, I just think it is, is you know, important to, to find ways to, to get back in big and small ways. I'd say uh, broadly, Ulta Beauty is trying to do that in a lot of ways. We've got a lot of our leaders, probably pretty much everybody that's here is involved in different ways around the community, and we try to support that and, and engage in our communities, both here in Chicago, our hometown, and across, across the country. But for me specifically, I try to get involved in as much as I can to both help the city advance, bring a, our business voice in. And then personally, I've been involved in a few organizations. Probably the one I'm really proud of is on the board of Big Brothers, Big Sisters Great. of Metropolitan Chicago, have been for another year, number of years. That stems out of I was a big brother myself when I lived in Indianapolis, when I was working in banking back a long, long time ago, just out of college. And that really shaped me. I learned a lot out of that. Actually, had the pleasure of reconnecting with my little brother, who's not so little right now. He's got <laughs> several, four kids of his own and lives in Richmond, Indiana, and is a friend now. But that, I see the power of that organization mm -hmm. yeah. and the impact it's had in Chicago and around the country through mentorship and one-on-one -on -one help. And we need it. Mm -hmm. We need it in Chicago. We need it in lots of other places. So finding those places to give back, I think, is, is really important. And, and you've done a lot. Well, well, in the company, you know, I, I think Nicole Robinson's here somewhere. She from the YWCA, and yep. which Alta has been partnered with over. Important um, partner of Ulta. Yeah, We've exactly, been, which was yeah. really wonderful to hear about that. And yeah. uh, but I do, you know, just personally, um, you know, I'm born and raised in Chicago and love the city. There's no place like it. And but it won't stay that way if we don't put in. I mean, I get a lot of personal satisfaction. I feel very fortunate to be able to do that and spend a lot of time doing that. Yeah. But you know, it's also an obligation because the city will only be as good as we invest in. So so whatever the challenges, we can face them and. I just feel like we have to lean in and yep. make it make it better always yep. <laughs> so using the Ulta philosophy that's right but for the city of Chicago so let me let me just ask you just as you we the city and other places are kind of facing challenges you know good pluses big pluses but also challenges you know what's your take on what we can and should do um, yeah here ahead of us well first of all I I, I love Chicago it is it such is. a great mm -hmm. city I've lived here now my wife and I moved here well we all I, it's easy for me to keep track of because our daughter was about six months old mm -hmm. and she graduates from college in a week and a half oh, uh, awesome. and so, <laughs> Yes, I know. Thank goodness. Right. She, yeah. yeah thank, thank, 
and yeah. and so yeah, she's she turns 22 this month. So mm-hmm. we've been here about 22 years. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, and and what a great uh, and gro- grown up in the Midwest. I came up here a lot when I was a kid, and just kind of the pillar of the Midwest. It has so much going for it. I mean, I just you know love the the cultural aspects, the neighborhoods, the 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 food, the lake, the the sporting teams. Even though mm-hmm. other than the sky, it's been a drought for a while <laughs> right. on our on our sports, okay. but the sky mm-hmm. carried it for us. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so so much going on the the business community, but of course Chicago, like other other cities, has gone through a lot in the pandemic. And and so you know, I guess the way I I feel for me. And, and I think that's certainly how we see it as Ulta Beauty, as a, as a corporate mm-hmm. citizen of the mm-hmm. greater Chicago yep. area with over 3,000 associates and you know, an important part of our history and heritage is we're here to not to you know, complain about the problems, which every city has problems or, or point fingers, but be an active part and a participant mm-hmm. in trying to find a path forward. Mm-hmm. And to be, because there's, yeah, there's big challenges. And you know, we've got a new mayor coming and there's gonna be a whole new you know, set of ideas, which is, which is great and exciting. Mm-hmm. And as I think about it, you know, now's a chance for all of us in this room, like step up, deliver, mm-hmm. support, you know, our new mayor, Lean in, find ways, even if you don't agree with everything that he says. Like, I think everybody should agree this is a great city that we want to thrive. And so let's kind of let's lean in that. and find the ways. Yeah, to I'm all for it. So last question before I hit you with the rapid fire questions. And so you said leadership starts with heart. Mm. What do you mean by that? Well, again, I guess when I stepped in this role, I just thought I did reflect a lot about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how I got here and what had shaped my <laughs> experience and how I think about, you know, I, I just feel so honored and, and blessed to have, you know, 50, over 50,000 associates across the country and such great passion and culture. Mm-hmm. And so how did, how did I think about how I wanted to show up as a leader and how I think I have been. And, and for me, it does what I mm-hmm. describe it as, uh, you know, starting starting leadership journey with heart. And what I mean by that is starting with care and compassion and empathy and inclusivity, the simple idea of just caring for others around you. Mm-hmm. And what I've reflected is those those leaders that I've been most inspired by, mm-hmm. uh, including going back and seeing my dad and when he was working and uh, I remember at his retirement party, I could tell like people not just thought a lot of his his work and what he did, but who he was as a human. And I was inspired by that and been inspired by many other people uh, over time. And I found like if you start there mm-hmm. with just the simple act of caring for others that you're around, then great things. And then we, we tried, at least I tried at Ulta, and uh, you know, we try to surround that with ideas like we, we work as one team, we've got one Ulta Beauty that's you know, together, we're not fighting as functions. And at the same time where we care for each other, we hold each other accountable, and we, we stay true to our family mission of being bold and disruptive and changing. So you can have heart and still try to, I don't know, kick some ass in the marketplace. That's <laughs> how we think yeah. about it. And so that's, it's a bit of a balance there is how we try to do it. But, but it, to me, it just starts and I've just kind of how I think about it and it's who I've been inspired by and that's, awesome. that's how I try to lead. That's great. That's wonderful. Okay. Now the rapid fire questions. Okay. Favorite Ulta Beauty product? Well, <laughs> let's see. Yes. 
Uh, we, There's something for men. Okay. Yeah. Well, right, I yeah. mean, no, no, again, that's <laughs> everybody's beautiful. Every product. So yeah, we're we're fortunate. We have. What uh, blush do you wear? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, well, I'll say. So we do have. We have over 600 brands, 25,000 items at Ulta. I do. I mean, I'm, it's, I love it all. But I, I'd say, if I had to pick one, our, our brand, my favorite brand is our Ulta Beauty Collection because we we make it, we own it, we drive it. <laughs> Team, so and there's and if you haven't tried this, they, we have a a shower flower and a eucalyptus shower flower, and it is. I have I mean, that. Yeah, if you want to get a start to your day, you take this shower flower, you put it on the floor of your shower, and the hot water just creates this eucalyptus heaven in your that. in your shower in the morning and gets you going. And so, Ulta Beauty Collection eucalyptus shower flower. Got it. Buy it. Yeah, try it. All right, yeah. that's great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Your wife's here. She's going to right. keep you yeah. honest. She's right, and, there's, and there's, there are Ulta Beauty gift cards. You can go spend that all on Ulta Beauty Collection. <laughs> shower so, there you go. Yeah. Okay, first thing you do in the morning. Well, I shower with Ulta Beauty. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Let's see. I, I do try it. I loved, I, I, I prioritize trying to get up. I try to get up early so I can go outside, to take a run. Yep. I try to get down. I don't live that far from the lake, so I try to run down, just try to get outside before workday starts. Okay, I figured you were going to say that. <laughs> okay. Hey, wait, though. What's your favorite Ulta product, Michelle? I'm gonna, well, yeah. I have two. Can okay. I say? Okay, yeah. my current two are, so pattern hair stuff. Oh, know, yes. Shower. Yep, you know, Tracy Ellers yeah, Ross's yeah, yeah, yeah. brand, you. relatively yep. new. Exactly, yes. Awesome, yeah. Nice colors and bold yep. and everything. Yep. And then the other is, get this one, the Carolina Herrera, the the perfume. Good girl. The shoe, yeah, exactly. What, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Right, yes, yes, yeah. good girl. Yeah, well, the I shoe. get the one in the pink, but then there are lots more colors now, so I yep. have to try them. So anyway. Very distinctive packaging. Yeah, exactly. and, uh, yeah. Well, my my housekeeper notices when I don't have it. She, oh. She's like, where's the shoe? Yeah, where, right. The shoe <laughs> so, for, yeah. Yeah, so anyway. That's great. That's, that's where currently where I'm, what yeah. I'm on. So I know there isn't one, but I'm going to ask anyway. Dream job other than Ulta Beauty. Ah, yes. <laughs> I would like to be a, I don't know, a, an adventure travel tour guide. Wow. Yeah. I Maybe thought everybody I wanted to be a singer, you know? No, no right? No, yeah, no, 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 nobody, yeah. No. <laughs> wants me to be okay, yeah. all right. Favorite place in Chicago? The the lake, anywhere along the lake. Anywhere I just yeah, lake. It's, I just love being around the lake all year round, but of course in the summer, being in the lake, swimming, doing anything, being all on right, the boat. All right, very good. Lake Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw Marilyn Gardner come in here, right, for Navy Pier. It's right by the lake, right? Well, there you go, <laughs> yes. So what's your, what's your, I mean, you are a lifelong resident here. You yes. probably have a lot of favorite I places. do, I do. I have a few. Navy Pier is one. Yes. And the Science and Industry is another. That, that and, is uh, but Promontory, the point, yeah. uh, right in Hyde Park is absolutely That is beautiful. Not mm-hmm. too far from the... That's right where I live, the, yeah. And the mm-hmm. Science and Industry Museum. That's right, exactly. So. I was just at the Shakespeare Theater out on uh, Navy Pier. That yeah. was fun. We saw yeah. a great show out there. Yes, so exactly. that is a great asset. Chicago's great. I mean, yeah. Anybody who's not from here, That's I mean, right. it's like the best city in the world. Yep. Okay, last one. Top Mother's Day gift recommendation. <laughs> yes, the gift card. No, 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 no re-gifting, all right? And say, hey, Mom, I got you this great thing. Yeah. They can track that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're on it through our data analytics team. 
I'm tracking how you use that. Yeah, I'd say so. Actually, it's interesting. Mother's Day is the second biggest holiday for us outside of Christmas and the end of the year. It's a big thing for us. Fragrance. I'd give if you're if you're if you're if you don't know exactly what to get, go to an Ulta Beauty. Talk to one of our associates, whether it's Carolina Herrera. We got we've got Chanel, Dior, mm-hmm. been down, Ariana Grande. We've mm-hmm. got the widest collection of fragrance. It's a great gift. It's right. very popular. We've got gift sets. So I think if you're looking for one, check out the Ulta Beauty fragrance. That's a fragrance. Good idea. Assortment and you'll probably find something. Yeah, I got my mom a whole bunch of those face masks that you know that come in. Those, yeah. You know what? The, what are they called again? The cream shop, I think, is one. Or yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yep, so, yep, there's yeah. yeah, several. That's a but good, I bought like more twenty of, a, of them. More like a pampering, yeah, yeah kind of wellness yeah, routine. Exactly. Yeah. That'll, I'll get her some nice gold diamond earrings to go with it. But that oh. that'll be good. <laughs> Don't tell my mom that. She's not getting well, diamond earrings. I, I, right. I'm a, wait, I, I met your mom. I'm afraid of your mom, right? right. right. So yeah. uh, I might give her, her I might I might give her those yeah. earrings. Oh, so. that's right. Yeah, so yeah. well listen, well listen, thank you so much, Dave, for spending this time with us. That's all for today's episode of the Executives Exchange, sponsored by Shure Incorporated. Thanks for listening. If you have Chicago speakers you think we should cover, please send us an email at media at executivesclub.org. The Executives Exchange is a production of the Executives Club of Chicago. Audio equipment for the Executives Club podcast is provided by Shure. Whether you're making a point or making history, Shure lets you sound extraordinary. It's written by me, Margaret Mueller, produced by Eva Pinar. Research and support from the staff of the Executives Club of Chicago. We appreciate you subscribing and reviewing the show from wherever you listen. Feel free to follow the club on Twitter at Exec Club and on LinkedIn. If you have more questions or are interested about becoming a member at the Executives Club of Chicago, check us out on the web at executivesclub.org.